Welcome to the Positively You podcast. I'm your host, Jesse Larson, and I'm passionate about helping you shift the way you think so you can create a life you're absolutely obsessed with. Each week, I'll be bringing you a guest or a thought that's going to help you feel more optimistic and equipped to take real action. Get ready to push past limiting beliefs, ditch that negativity, and start showing up as the best and most positive version of you. Girl, let's do this. Hello, beautiful friends, and welcome back to another episode of the Positively You podcast. This is episode number two, and I am so excited to be hanging out with you guys again. We should make this a weekly thing. I will make it a weekly thing every week. You can find me here. I hope you'll join me. So today, what I wanted to kind of chat about with you guys is some of the thoughts and the beliefs and the stories that we have that surround health and fitness and our bodies and that whole thing about how changing your mindset around this is essential to you feeling better, sticking to your goals making it more fun, and just getting out of the up and down and that endless cycle of just crap, basically. So let's dive right in. The health and fitness industry is a multi-billion dollar industry. In fact, you know what? Hold up. I just Googled it, and I'm wrong. Worldwide, it is a $4.2 trillion trillion with a T, dollar a year global industry. Holy crap. You guys, with that kind of money in the health and fitness industry, shouldn't we all be in like tip-top amazing shape and crazy healthy? You would think so, right? Except that the industry actually really kind of thrives on us feeling overwhelmed And feeling less than and feeling like we need to change stuff so that we keep coming back over and over again. You know, we keep Googling and searching for the latest and greatest fix and that one thing that's just going to solve all of our problems. Because it has to be out there, right? So, huge industry, making tons of money, and there's just a lot surrounding it. But I don't believe that we really need to find the next best trainer or the latest, newest fitness program. I don't think that you need a new routine or a new shake or a new wrap or whatever fitness trend is being schlepped our way right now. The thing that you really need is a complete shift in your mindset. You can make all the changes in the world, and I've seen this time and time again, You can make all the changes in the world on the outside. You can jump from program to program or technique to technique. And if you don't change what's going on inside your head first, those changes don't stick. They're not lasting. And you're just back into that cycle of finding the next best thing. We make our health so much more complicated than it needs to be. We have all these rules and restrictions and trends we need to follow And it's overwhelming, and it's no wonder that we're all just sitting here kind of lost sometimes. It's overwhelming, and it needs to stop. Oh, heavens, you guys. You can tell this lights me up a little bit, right? 
So without focusing on our thoughts and our beliefs and the stories that we've kind of grown up with in our heads about what we think about health and what we think about fitness and having to exercise or not having to exercise, whatever stories that we have, because we all have them, we need to kind of get into our head and kind of confront those and think about them. And that way we can take control of what's going on in our head so that we can take control on what's going on in the outside, right? We can stop jumping around from program to program and trend to trend. We can just, that's crap. I'm over it and I don't think it's for you. I think you're over it too. So we need to start shifting our mindset about fitness and about health and our beliefs around exercising and working out and going for those goals and everything. So today I wanted to talk to you. I've got 10 tips And 10 just kind of came up. I wasn't really thinking of like, okay, I need 10. What's number one? What's number two? I just started naming kind of the things that helped me. And lo and behold, there was 10. So good number. So number one is first, you need to know your why. And you've got to dive deep into this why. If your goal, I don't care what your goal is. If it's that you want to lose weight or you just want to feel healthier or eat healthier, or if you're looking to, you know, tone or gain muscle Whatever your like health and fitness goal is, ask yourself why. Why is that your goal? And then when you get to that first answer, ask yourself why again. I don't know if you've ever heard of going seven layers deep, but a lot of times in like business and things like that, they'll say, you know, what's your why? And go deeper and go deeper. And there's this seven levels deep that you go. So I'll kind of help you out with an example After I had Finn, my youngest, he's four now, one of my whys, and this is superficial, so think what you want, but my my goal and my why was I wanted to wear a bikini by the time I turned 30. And I think I had Finn when I was 28 or 29. I think I was turning 29 that summer. So I was like, okay, that gives me a year and a half. I want to wear a bikini by the time I'm 30. And that was my why. But then I didn't really go deep. So I was thinking about it. I was like, okay, well, why? Okay, because I want to be able to feel comfortable and confident enough so that I can wear cute swimsuits and I don't have to worry about how I feel in them. I just, I want to just wear what I want and not have to worry about it, right? And I want to do it by the time I'm 30. Okay, well, why? Because I want to just have fun. I don't want to be concerned with how I look. Okay, well, why? Do you see what I'm doing? Like you keep asking why you keep digging at that. So why? Because I hate feeling consumed by self-consciousness. Because I just, I just want to be. I don't want to have to worry about it. Well, why? Okay, well, um, thinking. Because if I... How am I supposed to teach my daughter to love herself and to go out and have fun and to not worry about it if I can't? And you just keep going and you keep diving deeper. So then once I found that why, it wasn't just that, oh, I want to wear a bikini by the time I'm 30. It was actually that I wanted to be someone who was confident enough to just wear whatever I wanted to and not have that hold me back, not worry, not be at the beach with my friends and a camera comes out on me, shy away or grab a towel or grab a cover up or something because I feel uncomfortable. I just wanted to get to the point where I felt comfortable enough in my skin to just live my life. So that was the seven layer deep, right? You go deeper and deeper until you find that why. If your whys are superficial and if they're not very strong, 
when those excuses come up and when that motivation starts to fade, it's not strong enough to hold you to be consistent. Does that make sense? I hope so. (laughs) If you're nodding your head or giving like a fist bump or a silent clap in your car. Okay, so we've got it. So you've got to get your why and you've got to go deep with it. Journal it out if you need to. Just do it in your head if you need to. But find that why. Okay, so once you found your why, number two, what you do. And you can do this one if you're still kind of struggling to find your why, if you're not 100% sure. Try visualizing. Visualizing worked amazingly for me and I still do it and there's scientific studies on it and it's just awesome. (laughs) So I started visualizing who I wanted to be. After I'd had my third baby, I really started to try to focus on it. So I'd had three kids in about five years. I felt destroyed. <laughs> like I had the the Pillsbury Doughboy stomach that if you've had a baby, you totally know what I'm talking about where it's just, it doesn't feel like you. You're like trapped in this body that you don't feel like is yours. So I felt not like myself, right? So I started visualizing on who, if this isn't who I want to be, who is it? What does she do? What does she look like? How does she feel? How does she show up each day to be able to look and to feel and to act like that? So I started creating a vision of what I wanted to be and how I wanted to feel. I was fit. I was happy. I was healthy. I was someone who felt comfortable in my skin Someone that was active and went, you know, out for hikes and did fun, adventurous things with my friends and with my family. I was someone who really enjoyed being active and someone who liked to push my body to new limits and try new things. So step back with me for a second. I'm not that person at this moment. This person that I'm at at the moment is a tired postpartum mom of three. My ab muscles are shot. My hips are shot. I've got no endurance, but that's not who I'm focusing on, right? I'm focusing on what is possible, what it can be, and I've got that vision. And I went over that vision so many times in my head that I could like touch her. I could, I could see her. She was real. You need to get that, that image of you so dang clear that when you combine your vision with your why, You have this strong foundation that you can come back to when you get in the heart and when you get in the things that you're not motivated anymore and you want to give up and you want to change. You've got to build a strong foundation that is personal to you. Okay, so you've got your why. You've got your vision. Number three, you've got to be realistic about about the season that you're in. We all go through seasons, right? We go through a pregnancy season. We go through young newborn season, motherhood season, and going to college season, and newlywed season, and kids are all grown up and I don't know what to do anymore because they're all at school season. Know your season. Obviously, you need a goal and you need to push yourself. I'm not saying know your season so you can have an excuse to stay small, but start small. Start realistic and build on solid foundations. If you are just barely postpartum and you're like, oh yeah, ready to go, want my body back, whatever that means, your routine for that is going to look vastly different. You're probably fitting in workouts in a nap time or you're, you know, 
rolling around on the floor with toddlers climbing on you, getting a home workout in. That's going to look vastly different than someone who has junior high age kids that are gone all day and they've got time, you know, to kind of dedicate hour long workouts or two hour long workouts or whatever it may be. Know your season, be comfortable with it and make your goals align with where you're at into your life. Make things fit into your life. Don't make your life fit into a goal that's unrealistic. All right, so we're gonna go to number four. Kind of the same thing with knowing your season. Girl, put your blinders on and do not stress and do not worry about what everybody else is doing, okay? I really, really dislike the idea of trends or the latest workout or whatever it is that the fitness industry is trying to sell us on this year or this month or whatever. There is not a one-size-fits-all, a one solution for everyone. There's just not. We are humans. And as humans, we are all different. We have different genetic makeup. We have different family histories. We have different preferences. We're in different stages of our life. We live in different climates. Like our schedules are different. So many things that it's crazy to think that if someone comes online and they say, oh my heck, I tried this and I got this result and you will too, because it's just not going to work that way. Okay, it's good to look at other people and get ideas and get inspiration and influence, but there's not a one size fits all. So if you try something and it does not work for you the way it worked for someone else, that is okay. We are not worried about other people. We are worried about ourselves. Okay, so depending on your goal, there are a million different strategies and solutions out there depending on if you want to lose weight, if you want to gain muscle, if you want to be getting lean or just feeling better, if you're trying to fix you know, your mommy tummy or some ab separation that you had or just increasing your energy. There's an ocean of options out there and it can be super overwhelming, okay? But we're not trying to find what everyone else is doing. We're not trying to find the best and the quickest way. We don't really care what your neighbor did or what your best friend's cousin's sister's aunt did who had great results with yada, 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 okay? (laughs) There's always going to be something that's all the rage. It might be for you. It might not be for you. There's nothing wrong with that, but if the latest trend is not calling to you and it doesn't seem like your thing, that doesn't mean that there's something wrong with you. It just means it's not going to be your thing. That's totally fine. About 10 years ago, after I had my first kid, you guys, running was like the thing to do. Every single person it felt like here in Utah and I don't know, everywhere else that I was seeing was running and they were doing these relay type style races called Ragnar and it's like this huge race that spans a couple days and you sleep in a van and like each person runs 10 miles and then the next person goes and runs 10 miles and you end up running like I don't know 100 miles or something it sounds terrible but people (laughs) loved it and it was like all the rage it was all over Instagram it was all over Facebook and if you weren't training or signing up to be on a team it was like what are you even doing right So I just had my kid. I was like, I need to get like back into shape after having a kid. So I like sat there and I was like, do I sign up for one of these? And I really didn't want to, but I really felt like this was what everyone was doing. And so I should. (laughs) Like I decided not to, thank heavens. But I decided to maybe start smaller and start with 5Ks and work up to a half marathon. Because if you weren't running Ragnar, you better be training for a half marathon or something. I don't know. So me and Connor ran a few 5Ks together. I dreaded the training. I don't 
think I actually did any training, so that might be why. And while we were doing the races, everyone else was passing me. I just wanted it to be over. It's not really that euphoric runner's high that everyone goes on and on about. Turns out that if you hate the way you're working out, it's not really that fun, okay? So after that, there was other trends, right? There was CrossFit and functional training and at-home DVDs and a 21-day fix and then there's bar and there's boxing and Pilates and Zumba and cycling and blah, so many things and each one claims to be the one, right? So like I said, what works for someone doesn't mean in the end it will work for you. Do your research, find something that works for you, that fits into your why, that fits into your vision, and that fits into your season. See, it's all coming together. It's all like a puzzle piece, right? So it's bringing me to my next little puzzle piece. Be open to finding something that excites you and trying new things. You never know until you try. If you were to say, hey, Jess, come watch this boxing match, I would maybe pretend like I didn't hear you and just walk into the other room because, no thank you, I could care less about boxing and people punching themselves. But I tried a boxing class once that I got invited to for like a free trial or something, and it was so much fun. So much fun. So I'd heard really good things about Pilates. So I was like, all right, let's go. We'll give this one a go. And that was a heck no. Not for me. So what could be a heck no for me could be a hell yes for you. You don't know until you try, though. Okay? So the worst thing that might happen is that you get in a workout, you move your body, burn a couple calories, and you find out that this isn't really your jam and you've got to find something different. Okay? So this past year, I actually competed in two separate powerlifting competitions. And powerlifting consists of three main lifts. There is a squat, a bench press, and a deadlift. And if you would have told me, like 20-year-old me, that I was going to be this mom competing in these powerlifting events, I would have had to Google it, first of all, to be like, what even are those? And then I would have been like, uh, no, this is like a bro thing. What even is this? There's no way I'm more into like the girl fitness stuff like Zumba or high, which I love those two. But turns out I wanted to try something new. I found a passion for lifting weights with a little training. Turns out I was pretty good at it, competed, placed and had so much fun challenging my body and pushing it to new limits. You guys, that's what fitness is all about. It's about trying something and moving your body and being like crazy impressed with yourself when you're able to do something new. That's where those endorphins come and that fire lights you up and you're like, heck yes, like I had no clue I could do that. What else am I capable of? I'm going to keep working harder. And then it's a celebration of your body, not a punishment. And that's where the joy of fitness and the joy of health and wellness comes into play. That's when it's a lifestyle and when it fits in and when it just flows and goes and where the magic is. All right. Speaking of magic, the magical word that everybody always needs, motivation. Motivation, motivation. Oh my goodness. Let's talk about motivation. <laughs> um, spoiler alert, it's going to leave you. It's not always going to be there. Okay. Just, it is what it is. Nobody is motivated 100% of the time. They just aren't. It's going to leave you. So before it does, you have to decide. You got to get in your head and you've got to decide that this is what I'm doing. I'm consistent. I'm disciplined. 
And you've got to keep that promise to yourself, okay? You know, when you look at those amazing before and afters and these fitness transformations or whatever, they were not motivated 100% of the time. It really doesn't matter what the thing is that they did or how motivated they were. It boils down to consistency and discipline, aka the two things that no one ever wants to hear, but that's the truth. Anything can pretty much work and anything can get you results. It's up to you to be consistent and to have that discipline, okay? So just know, just know that that motivation, it's not going to be there. But you're not here for that. You're here because you're making a change and you're this new person and you've got a why and you've got a vision and you know that's what's going to keep you going. Because like I said, you guys, that motivation, it's going to leave you. And this is also why I don't tell you specific things that you should be doing. I'm never going to come on here and say, you should only be lifting weights or you need to do more cardio or blah, 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 blah. I don't actually care what you do. If running lights you up, girl, lace up your shoes and hit the pavement. If you need group classes and love that awesome camaraderie and like environment of a group fitness class, do that. Whatever it is, move your body every day. Just be consistent. Keep that promise to yourself. It's, it's going to be the game changer. I don't care what you're doing. You just better be doing it consistently. And you better be doing it even when you really don't want to. Which leads me into the next point. See, all of these, they just kind of like cascade down into each other. It's flowing very well. So number seven is you've got to get out of an all or nothing mindset. We've all been there. You make a goal and you want to start being healthier. You're like, okay, like no sugar. Or I'm working out seven days a week for three months straight. And you're committed and you are just like amped. You're like, go, go, go. And you're just going to kill it. Okay. You're on fire that first week because you're lit up and you're motivated. The second week you're tired, but you're like, it's okay. We got this. We got this. Then you hit week three and something comes up that throws you off your groove. Like you're on your way to the gym and your kid calls and they forgot their lunch. So now you're behind. And then you swing through a drive-thru and grab Chick-fil-A or whatever. And you know, then something else happens and soon enough it's Friday and you get invited to a date night or whatever and the weekend comes and you've just lost it, right? So instead, you just, instead of like being fine with that and just getting back on, you feel bad and you feel guilty. So you spend the weekend binging on pizza and popcorn and watching office reruns. It's not like I'm speaking from experience or anything, but I can pretty much quote all of the office. So take that for what it is. But you guys, it happens all the time. And it's not because you suck. It's because your mindset does. It's because you get into these things of like this challenge mentality or this all or nothing thing and this 30 days no sugar, 30 days no caffeine or whatever. And so when you mess up, you've already you've lost, right? You can't, you can't hit 30 days now because you messed up days six and seven. So screw the all or nothing mindset. Get rid of it. I'm not a fan of it at all. If you can't tell, I'm like yelling at you. (laughs) Sorry, I'll tone it down for a second. But all or nothing, 
it doesn't work anywhere else in our life as well. So we, why do we do it when we're trying to make these new healthy habits or these new routines, okay? I know you've heard it before. It's got to be a lifestyle change. And you're eye rolling like, oh, make it a lifestyle. We've all heard it before. But what we don't talk about when we say that you need to make it a lifestyle change is that that change starts in your head. It doesn't start with, you know, you meal planning or you laying out your workout clothes the night before, which those are both good tips, but those are the physical reactions, right? Like you need to make that change in your head first. If you need positive affirmations, if you need a mantra, if you need a saying written on a post-it somewhere, those kind of things were key for me when shifting from that all or nothing kind of mentality to more of a lifestyle mentality that I could maintain. Some of those affirmations that I would say were things like, I enjoy an active lifestyle. I love being able to move my body every day. I look forward to going to the gym. I enjoy eating foods that help fuel my body toward my goals, right? So those mantras gave me a guidance and a framework to stay within to keep those goals and keep moving forward, but they weren't restrictive. They weren't like, I can't have this. I don't do this. I have to do this. I have to burn a thousand calories per day. I only eat paleo. Those all or nothing mentalities are not helpful. They're just restrictive and lead to that feeling of guilt and shame when you inevitably have a slip up, right? So come up with some of those affirmations that you can say that just help you move and morph more into that lifestyle thing of how do these things fit in and how can I say that, okay? It's going to be key for you. So flexible consistency All right, so let's move in to number eight. We're almost there. Thank you guys for sticking with me. Um, Number eight, give yourself some dang grace. Like I just said, you're inevitably going to mess up even, even if you've gotten out of that all or nothing, right? Even if you're using the positive affirmations, you know your why, you've got your vision, your goals are realistic for your season, you found something that lights you up, you're human, Spoiler alert, you're human and humans aren't perfect, okay? So we've got the positive self-talk going on to motivate us and to help us with those affirmations and things, but let's throw some of that positive self-talk in when we quote-unquote fail or fall off the wagon or whatever. If you make a mistake or if you miss a workout or if you go friggin' batshit crazy on a weekend binge or whatever, it's okay. It's okay, It happens. Life freaking happens. Okay, so acknowledge it. Notice how it made you feel and just decide what to do moving forward, because if it happened once, it's probably going to happen again. It's life. You're human. Okay, but now you've got the experience and the knowledge and the know how and you can maybe make a better choice next time. But But guilt and shame have no place here. Okay, if your best friend missed a couple workouts You wouldn't call her up and be like, you are a worthless piece of crap, girl. You can never stick to anything. Why did you think you could do it this time? Girl, you get what you deserve. Like, shut the front door right now. You would never, never talk to your best friend that way. Yet, those kind of thoughts run rampant in our own head. So we need to stop. We need to treat ourselves like your best friend or your daughter or someone that you love or you're responsible for. And you just need to stop. 
We aren't moving our bodies because we love them. We aren't moving our bodies because we hate them. We're moving our bodies because we love them. We love the way it feels when we use them and when we push them, okay? Not because they're bad or ugly or too squishy or don't fit into some stupid mold that we think they need to fit. So let's catch yourself in those negative thoughts if they start to creep in. Be conscious of them. Choose better words. Choose words that serve you, that empower you. Work hard and give yourself some dang grace. All right, number nine, celebrate your wins. You made it through the week, getting all of your workouts in, celebrate. You lifted five more pounds than you did last week, girl, celebrate. You completed a workout in a faster time, heck yes, freaking celebrate. You deserve to give yourself a shout out. If you need to do that on Instagram, go for it. You want to post a shameless selfie? By all means, do it. Buy yourself a new pair of leggings. Take yourself out for a pedicure. Do whatever. But girl, you are winning and you need to celebrate that. It's so funny in our culture. Too often we talk about all the things that are going wrong or where we struggle. And like we're in this complain culture, right? So in this scenario, it's like, oh, you know, working out is just so hard. It's I just can't find the time and yada, yada, yada. And everyone nods their head like, oh, yeah, me too. We get it. And that's become so normal that those are just the things that we talk about, right? So that when you ever bring up that you're like winning at something, it seems weird and it feels braggy and it feels awkward. We need to get out of that and we need to freaking start celebrating ourselves and celebrating the things that we're doing awesome at. So you're sitting around chatting with your friends and you're like, heck yes, guess what I did? And then we all start to kind of get that permission to celebrate ourselves more. And that's just a shift that I feel like we need to make overall. We need to get rid of complaint culture and the need to kind of be like who's worse off than what or who's failing at what or like the mom mess culture like the hot mom mess like ugh, it's like fun and funny and sarcastic but I don't know I'm way more in the camp of let's celebrate ourselves and celebrate those wins so it might seem weird But if you want to post a freaking selfie about how awesome you are and how you're crushing your girls, go on and and post it. I'll be the first one to double tap and hit like on that, okay? Freaking celebrate. And that goes along with number 10, our very last one. Surround yourself with supporters because there is a world full of haters, right? And sometimes that hater is in your own head, but we already talked about that she's gone. We've replaced her with a better, kinder version, right? So one of my favorite parts of going to the gym was being around other like-minded people that had similar goals. It was so fun to be like in that environment, surrounded by people who were also working hard, who were also excited about, you know, hitting new records that they hadn't hit before or running faster or whatever it is. Like it was so awesome to just be surrounded by that kind of like-minded collection of people. And there's this saying out there, I know you've probably heard before, that you are the sum or the collection of the five people that you spend the most time with. And when you're trying to make these healthy habits and these healthy changes and routines, it's very important that you spend time talking with and hanging out with and learning from people who also are in that same um, life stage of wanting to live a healthier lifestyle too, okay? And if you don't have those people in front of you, if they're not in your real life, if you're kind of going out on a limb here, guess what? There's the internet and it's a wonderful place. It can be a terrible place. It can be a wonderful place. 
And here's where you can use it to be wonderful. Instagram, Facebook, you guys, these places have so many groups that you can join or hashtags that you can follow. After I had Finn and I was working back in, I found um, this workout program called BBG and there was hashtags that were BBG and BBG mom and hashtag BBG moms in Utah and hashtag like so many. And I was able to do those workouts and then post a little shameless selfie tag it with those hashtags and I got connected to so many other people who were in my exact same scenario and it was amazing because we could get on and be like hey girl how are you doing like what are you struggling with good job on hitting your workout today and it was just this super supportive community so you can find it online you can find it in person at a gym you can join group classes you can even be a leader and invite other people to join you if you're doing something Call up your neighbor, call up your best friend and say, hey, this is what I'm doing. Do you want to meet me at the gym every Tuesday for this or whatever else? And then you've got not only yourself working on your health and your fitness and feeling better, but you've got friends that you're bringing in. And the best way to feel better is to help somebody else, right? So just join in, surround yourself with support. You support others and it's just going to be awesome. So as a final bonus, not really number 11, just kind of to wrap all of this up, just make it fun, make it easy and simple and have it just kind of flow into your life. This is your life. Your fitness and your health should fit into it. It should be easy like a puzzle. Let's stop making it harder than it needs to be. Let's stop with the excuses. Let's stop overcomplicating it and waiting for the right plan or the right trainer or the next Monday or a new month or a new week or a new year. Let's just decide now, make that shift in your head and start moving every single day and you'll get to those goals. So to recap, we've got number one, know your why. Number two, visualize that version of you. Number three, be realistic and know the season of your life. Number four, don't stress about the how and the what that everybody else is doing We don't care about them. We care about us. Number five, be open to trying new things to find the thing that excites you. Number six, motivation is going to leave. You need consistency and discipline. Keep that promise. All right, number seven, something every day. Something is better than nothing. Get rid of the all or nothing mentality. Number eight, give yourself grace. Stop with self-sabotage, use positive self-talk, treat yourself like someone you care about, and kick that mean girl out of your head, okay? Number nine, acknowledge and celebrate your wins. Freaking yeah. And number 10, surround yourself with people who are supportive and with similar goals. Start implementing these things, and I promise you soon you'll get filling all of those happy endorphins. And like the great Elle Woods once said, endorphins make you happy and happy people don't kill their husbands. Until next time, you guys, have an amazing week. Thank you so much for hanging out with me today on the Positively You podcast. I'm so glad you press play. I would love to connect with you more over on Instagram. You can find me there at positively.jessie. Drop me a comment or a DM. And if you want to learn a little bit more about me, what I do, and how I can help you live a little bit better, 
hop on over to jessielarson.com. Right now, I've got a free download just for you that's going to help transform the flow and overall vibe of your entire day. Until next time, have an amazing week.